0: Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT podcast network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, Journey Hey, hey, besties, thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited to be able to encourage your hearts today. I have a message on my heart that I'm so excited just to share with you to encourage and inspire your walk with the Lord, your faith journey, wherever you may find yourself at in this season of your life. God is so good and so faithful. So the last few weeks I have not recorded a podcast because life has just been crazy. The Lord told me, and I think I even recorded in previous episodes that he was taking me through a shift and that I was on like in the trenches of transition and that he was pulling me into new things. And let me tell you, it has been a whirlwind. God has literally. Just launched me into my own ministry full time. And it has been a joy and an adventure and just a lot of processing. And so if you find yourself in a season similar to that, where you're like, God, what? what is happening? What are you doing? Just hold tight, hold tight to his hand. Know that he goes before you in all things. And he promises to order your steps to go before you, to surround you, to to walk behind you, to be with you in every moment. And so I'm so thankful for the tangible presence of God. And I'm so thankful that He is always with us, that He never leaves or forsakes us, that He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, that He is Emmanuel, God with us. And so I've just been just so hidden in Him and just holding tight to Him in this season as He prepares my heart and, and my mind for new things, new ministry endeavors, and, and all of those good things. So I'm just excited for where God has me. And even though I have no idea what lies ahead, I know that He's already there, and that He's faithful, and that He's good, and that He's for me. So I want to start out with reading you guys some declarations. These are declarations that I actually wrote for my church. So God has had me write declarations for different friends or people, um, my church, my ministry, my future ministry with my husband. Shout out to him wherever he's at. Come find me, because he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. So your favor is waiting. And (laughs) So God has just had me do just different declarations for different things. And so I felt like I was supposed to read these declarations that I wrote for the local church that I'm part of. So I'm just going to read these over you and then we're going to dive in to what God wants to talk about today. So I'm excited. It says, we operate by the spirit and not the flesh. We put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. We have ears to hear and eyes to see. We are fully awake, sober minded, vigilant, and alert. We are the light of the world shining brightly for God everywhere we go. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are fully equipped for every good work. We lack no good thing and are blessed in every way to be generous on every occasion. The stronghold of poverty and the mindset of lack has no place in our body. We know and rightly divide and communicate the word of truth. We are lovers of his word and his presence. We are continually being transformed by the renewing of our minds. We are children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. We encourage and build each other up. We speak life, not death, blessing, not curses. We are holy, sanctified, and set apart unto the Lord. We are God's handiwork masterpiece created for good works. We operate in our God-given authority as joint heirs with Christ, seated with Him in heavenly places. We have kingdom keys to bind and loose, and we use them. Our ministries are effective and fruitful. We are fully armored, and we wield our spiritual weapons properly and effectively. We live our lives boldly for the cause of Christ and we are unashamed of the gospel. We hasten and we hasten and do not delay to obey God's commands. We are not ignorant to the devil's devices and schemes. We submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees. We have the greater one within us and in our midst, and we live, move, and have our being in him. We do not cower to the spirit of fear in any of its forms. We operate in power, love, and with a sound mind. We do not grieve the Holy Spirit. We welcome authentic demonstrations of the Spirit's power, the gifts of the Spirit, and moves of the Spirit in our midst. Amen! I was getting pumped up just reading that and just ignited in my faith. And and one thing that I encourage people a lot of times, a lot, is just to create declarations, whether that's for your marriage, your family, your ministry, your community, your church, whatever that looks like, your workplace. It could literally be anything. And to use the Word of God to create them. And so as I was reading them over you, if you're really familiar with the Word of God, you probably recognize that. But if you haven't, aren't someone who's really dived into the Word of God, I just want to tell you that a lot of what I read is the Word of God and His Word is life. It is living, it is active. And so I just love the Word of God. And I want to encourage you, if you are someone who just doesn't have a steady, regular partaking of the Word of God, if you're not reading the Word of God on a regular basis, I want to encourage you to do that. Find a Bible that you love, that you can understand. I have the Women's Study Bible, second edition, it's New King James version and I love this Bible. I can understand it and it's just a priority. And a lot of times people will ask like, "Should I read the Bible in the morning? Should I read in the evening?" I say, "Yes, yes to both. Read the word of God whenever you have a chance. If you are at work, pull up the Bible app if you don't have your physical Bible with you. Read it. The YouVersion Bible app Great resource, and just read some scriptures. Hide his word in your heart continually. Don't make it a religious, regimented thing where it's like in the morning, I did, you know, if you're routine, do that. That's great. But don't feel like it has to be at five o'clock every day. I have to read the word. Like, just get the word out. And do it because you love him, because you want to know him more, because you want to know the character of God more, not because you have to, but because you get to. And so I love the word of God. I want to read you guys Psalm 62, 5 through 8. And the word that I feel like God has me to release over you today is to increase your expectation. I'm going to read this and we're going to dive into that. So Psalm 62, verse 5 through 8, it says, My soul, wait silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. And God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God, and I love that, and I want to park right there in verse 5 where it says, my expectation is from Him. We know that the Bible says that God has good things for our lives, and I believe that He only has good things for our lives. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, and I think one of the greatest plans of God is for us to know Him, For us to walk step in step with the Holy Spirit this last weekend, I was actually at a women's conference. It was called Women of Wonder. Incredible conference. I actually got to meet Jamie Lynn Wall now. And if you have been listening to my podcast for any length of time, you've probably heard me mention her because she is the one who inspired and encouraged me to start my podcast a few years ago. So love her. And I finally got to meet her in real life. So that was really cool. But at the conference, one of the speakers, had talked about how important it is that we model our lives after Jesus. And Jesus only did what he saw the Father doing. And I love reading the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If you've not read the Bible at all, I encourage you to start there. Read the book of John. Read through the gospel books. Read through the New Testament several times uh, just before you go into the Old Testament because that's where our new covenant is, and it's where our life as believers uh, is, where our instruction comes from. And so I love reading the New Testament. I love all of the Bible, but I love reading the gospel books and I love that Jesus demonstrated what it looked like to live our lives surrendered to the Father and how often even as a son of God, he pulled away. He went away with the Lord. He got alone with God the Father to seek him. And so in that abiding relationship with the Father, he lived his life. And we, we see the evidence of what, what Jesus did through the gospel books, what he Performed the miracles, the signs, the wonders, but it all came from a place of walking in step with the Father. Because He even said, "I only do what I see the Father doing." And so He was walking so close with the Father, and we have that opportunity, that privilege, that ability to be able to do the same thing—to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Our relationship with God should exist outside of Sunday morning. It is so much bigger. Sunday morning should be us just getting together to worship the God, worship God corporately, to worship with other believers, to edify, exhort encourage, inspire, and, and just be there for one another in those settings. And I and I pray and believe that we're called to do that outside of Sunday morning with one another. We should have prayer meetings in our homes. We should get together over coffee to be engaged in one another's lives. I don't believe that Sunday morning is enough. The Bible actually says that as a day draws near for Jesus to return, that all the more we should be getting together, encouraging one another, building each other up, and that's so important that we have that solid Christian community in our lives but our relationship with God has to exist outside of Sunday morning. It is not just a checkbox. I went to church. I'm good to go. You know, no, God wants to be a part of every moment of every part of your day. He delights in every detail of your life, everything that he has for you. He wants to reveal to you. And I love that the Bible says that eternal life is knowing God. It's not just living on eternally in heaven when we pass from this life no it is knowing him now and an eternal life starts now when you give your life to the lord when you surrender your life to god when you are born again you you choose and decide to walk in relationship with Him, that eternal life starts now. And God has things He wants to speak to your heart. He has things He wants to communicate to you. He has things that He wants to do in and through your life. And I believe it's all rooted and anchored in the Word of God. It all has to line up with the Word of God. So that's why you will hear me preach until the day that I die that the Word of God is foundational. And actually, that's exactly what Jesus preached when he talked about the wise and the foolish builder. He talked about the wise builder and how the wise builder was the one who heard the teachings of Jesus and put them into practice, that we are called to be not just hearers of the word, but doers. Like James, the book of James tells us that we're to know the word of God, we're to apply it to our lives, we're to adhere our lives to the word of God. But the foolish builder was the one who heard the word of God and did nothing with it. They just walked away and lived their lives how they wanted. And and the Bible talks about how both of them encountered the winds and the waves of life. And we know that the Bible says that the rain, it rains on the just and the unjust. Whether you are hidden in Christ, you're a born again believer or not, like good things happen, bad things happen. It's just part of living in this world. And so that parable talks about how. The winds and the waves come and how it's the one who has built their life on the word of God who is able to withstand and not topple and fall, but it's the one who does not build their lives on God and his word who crumbles. And it is so important to to take time to reflect, to look at our lives and say, God, am I where I should be? Am I doing the things you called me to do? And we never make it about works. We know it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It is not about works. It's not about striving or whatever to earn some kind of merit with God. No, God loves you because he loves you. You do not have to work or earn that love. It's freely given. But there is a place for evaluating and asking the Lord and really sincerely coming before him with your heart like an open book and saying, God, is there anything in me? Just like the Bible says, God created me a clean heart. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Examine my heart, God. Show me if there's any wicked way in me and being open and ready for correction. And I love that the Bible says that the word of God is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness that the worker of God would be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And so that is part of what the word of God does. It is like a mirror in our lives and when we read it, we apply it. We apply it to our lives. We adjust our lives to the word of God. We never go through the Bible with like white out and, you know, oh, I don't like that part. Mm, I don't like that part. Ignore the this part, but I'll adhere to this part because I'm telling you right now, the Word of God is going to upset your flesh. It is going to challenge your flesh. It is going to challenge you, but you want that. You don't want to be the same person that you are right now in this moment, in this day, a year from now, or even a month from now. You want to allow the Word of God and the Spirit of God to continually conform you, into the image of Christ. That's what we're called to be as light in the world, to look like Jesus, to reflect His image to the world around us. And I'll tell you that who I was 17 years ago, because hallelujah, this October is like my born again birth month. It's the month 17 years ago that I gave my heart to Jesus, surrendered my life to Him. And so I am not who I was that day in my car when I encountered God and surrendered my life to Him. Praise God, I have come Beyond that place, I have walked away from lifestyle or just mentalities, thought patterns, whatever that is, things that weren't in alignment with God's best. They weren't in alignment with the truth. And so as I continue to dive into the word and to pursue his heart, to pursue his presence, he reveals those things to me. And he wants to do the same for you too. He wants to reveal those things that say, Hey, and it's never condemning. God is never condemning, but He does correct. He does convict, and He brings that to our lives. The Bible says it's His kindness that leads us to repentance, and there is such a call to repentance, to turn away from the world, to forsake things that are not godly, and to pursue righteousness and holiness, to live our lives in purity and set apart to him and so I welcome those moments and I want even in those moments when it's like okay this is so uncomfortable to have to say no to something or to turn away from something that my flesh loves but to do it because he is worthy of it he is faithful and I know that his plans are good and his way is better and so in those moments where it is a battle of the flesh to be like I really like this I I want to keep this in my life for such carnal reasons we know the bible says that that the the carnal mind is enmity with God. So that, that flesh mind, that part of us that is just human nature outside of the way God created us, and it's corrupt and it's sinful. And to know that if God is calling us to lay down anything, it's because He has better. He has better for us. And so I just choose to trust Him. And anytime He's ever called me to give up something, I can look back over so many testimonies in my life where the Lord's like, we're uprooting that. We're not gonna think like that anymore. You're not gonna be entertained by that anymore. You're not gonna you're not gonna welcome this type of behavior in your life anymore. Anytime that it's been like <clears throat> it's been grueling because it feels like an uprooting inside of you. I can look back inside of me, I can look back and say, wow, what God replaced in that place is so much greater, is so much better than what I gave up. And I love that the Bible says that to gain life, we have to lose our lives. And it seems so like, it's like such a paradox, like, okay, so I give my life up and then I find life. Yeah. You give up a corrupt life that's filled with sin and selfishness and you gain a life that he created for you to have all along. And so I want to encourage you back to the original word for this message. Increase your expectation. Actually believe that God has good things for you to actually believe that his promises are yes and amen. They're not maybe, might be, (laughs) could be. They are yes and amen. And so ask God, God, what are your promises for my life? Obviously, there are promises in the word of God that are across the board for everyone, but God has specific promises for your life for your life. And so I encourage you to take time after this podcast. I'm going to pray for you guys here in a second. Take time to sit with the Lord and say, God, what are your promises for my life? And sit still, wait expectantly for him to speak to you. He may confirm it through someone else. He may confirm it through nature. He may confirm it through a billboard driving down the road. I don't know how he's going to do that. God is so creative and I try not to put him in a box because. He will never go in any box. We try to put him in anyway. He is an out-of-the-box God. He speaks to us all individually and uniquely and through so many different ways. And so I don't wanna I don't wanna pin how he's gonna speak to you and reveal to your heart, but I'm believing that he's going to. I'm believing that he's going to show you the promises that he has for you specifically. And it's so beautiful to think that God fashions every one of your days, that his goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life, that what God has for you doesn't look like what God has for me. My journey isn't going to look like your journey, but it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be rewarding and fulfilling if you choose to stay on that narrow path that leads to life that he has called us, that he has beckoned us to. And so I encourage you to sit with him today, get into your word, read the Bible, seek him. I'm going to go ahead and pray for you and just bless you as I end this podcast. Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for this episode. God, I thank you for your heart. God, I thank you that your heart is so beating for those who are listening to this podcast. It is so drawn to them. God, I thank you that you have so many promises that you want to reveal to our hearts in this season. God, I thank you for hope. I release hope over every single listener, God, that they would hope that they would have faithful expectation for God for what you want to do in and through their life. God, I pray that you would well up hope and faith and desire inside of them, God, to know you more, to just stay surrendered to the plan of God for their lives. God, I pray if there's anything that is hindering them from hearing your voice or from following you with just perseverance, God, I pray that those things be removed right now in the name of Jesus. God, that you release them into all that you have for them. I thank you for every single person who is tuning into this podcast. God, I bless their lives. I pray, God, for an expansion in their lives, whatever that means, whatever that looks like. That's just a word I'm hearing is expansion, whether that's in our belief for what God is doing, if that's in our finances, if that's in in our ministries, whatever that looks like. God, I pray for expansion. God, that we would believe for bigger things. It would believe for greater things, that we would know, God, that you're real and that you're for us, that you're with us in every moment of every day. God, I speak blessings abundantly. I thank you, God, that you have come, Jesus, that you came, that we would have abundant life. And we just pray, God, that we would stay in step with you, stay in step with you, Holy Spirit, and that we would only do what we see our Father doing, nothing more and nothing less than that we would rest in you today. In Jesus' name, amen.